Welcome to I Speak Human, a podcast about navigating the human experience by way of the stars. I'm your host, intuitive astrologer, Akashic record reader, and fellow human, Victoria Greer Stevens. Join me each week as we look to the stars to answer life's big questions. Who are we? Where are we going? And why are we here? This is I Speak Human. February. So I did this episode a little bit in reverse. I already recorded the Akashic Records and Reiki healing that you're going to get at the end of this episode um, because I wanted to be in that energy. However, when I got done and I started to try to come back in and do the podcast, I was really spacey and all over the place. And I was like, hmm, this might be better suited at the end of the podcast for the listeners so that we can prepare you for that rather than like immediately like, oh shit, here we go. Diving straight in. Um, but anyway, it's there. I'll put the timestamp at the end of where it is so that you can go back and check it out. Um, but if you join my Patreon, you're going to get this month's meditation activation. Um, and we'll be going into the Akashic Records a bit. We'll be going, I don't know exactly, I haven't recorded it yet. Um, I'm going to channel that through this week, but it will be a meditation focused on healing and restoring your lower three chakras, especially your sacral chakra, because February is the month associated with the sacral chakra. So the sacral chakra is all about your sexual energy, your creativity, um, its connection to flow, to water, um, the orange, the color orange, um, that's the color of the sacral chakra. So that's what this month's uh, meditation activation is going to be all about. So over on Patreon, you're going to find, so I'm only doing one tier and the tier is $11. And so if you sign up and you become a patron of this podcast, which please, please do, it would help so, so much. And I'm able to get some more content to you guys over there as well. So what you're going to get every month, you're going to get a meditation activation, which will be set to my custom music that is going to help take you into higher realms and do some healings. And we'll be doing some Reiki in there as well. Um, you're also going to be getting rituals for the full and new moon based on your rising sign. So that means that you can customize your full moon rituals and your new moon rituals based on what's actually going on in the stars every month. So all you have to do to know that is to know your rising sign, which is great. And then you'll be able to go listen to and pick up those rituals for that month. And then also what I'm going to have in there is a more detailed breakdown of these different energies that I'm going to be talking about today. So today in our energy forecast, I'm going to be kind of telling you the story that each of these planets are going to be going through over the course of the month. And I'll also be talking about which rising sign is going to be affected by that. But over in Patreon, I'm going to have a more detailed breakdown of like the day by day energy. So I'm not necessarily going to say February 1st this is, but I am going to be talk going through the month um, chronologically so that you can plan out meetings for the month. So you can, you know, plan out maybe when you want to have that photo shoot that you're planning on doing or that vacation or that date night or maybe when you want to, you know, have that conversation with a friend when the energy supports that. So that's going to be, I'm really, really excited to be able to offer that. Um, so yeah, so you'll be getting, be getting those three things every month as well as you'll be getting the monthly forecast. So like the forecast you're listening to right now, you'll have that available two weeks early. So, so in this episode, you'll kind of get every month kind of a preview of the deeper dive into the Patreon every month. So if you like this episode, if this is helpful for you, becoming a patron, like I said, just $11 a month, you're going to get so much more individualized content that's really going to help you with your day to day. So let's jump into this month's energy. So let's start out with the sun. It's always my favorite planet to start out with um, because it's the easiest for to track and probably also because I'm a Leo rising and I'm rolled by the sun. So the sun starts the month at 11.8 degrees of Aquarius and it 
goes into Pisces on February 18th and it ends the month at 9.1 degrees of Pisces. So let's talk a little bit about Aquarius energy. We are well into Aquarius season at this point. Aquarius is traditionally ruled by Saturn and in modern astrology, you'll hear it. They say that it's ruled by Uranus. That's great too, but you definitely want to include Saturn in there because that helps you understand its traditional rulership. And it also talks to the part of Aquarius that I think oftentimes gets overlooked when we just say Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, because then you see Aquarius as this eccentric, kind of off the wall, wacky sign. And it definitely can be, but Aquarius is Saturnian ruled, meaning it's on the outside of society. It's on the fringes. So yeah, there definitely can be some eccentric likeness to Aquarians. Definitely forward thinking, progressive, but it's because yes, Uranus is there, but even with Saturn there, it's about looking at society and how we can move it forward, how we can see beyond. And Aquarius is all about what's doing best for the collective versus its opposing sign. Leo is about what's for best for the individual. And so Aquarians have a really beautiful way of being able to step back objectively and look at a situation and make the decision on what's best for everybody in the group without getting emotionally attached to how that will affect one individual person. Now, most Aquarians have lots of other placements in their charts too. So there could be sometimes a tension between that. Like let's say for instance, if you're a Scorpio sun and you're an Aquarius moon, you're going to probably have a really strong tension between those two energies because Scorpio does get pretty attached to things and does, you know, personalize and internalize things and it becomes very emotional. And then Aquarius isn't. So the Aquarian side of you could see, you know, the detached thing, what's best for the group while the Scorpio is still hurting for that individual um, or even their emotional attachment to the situation. So that's Aquarius energy. And then halfway through the month, we're going to be moving into Pisces, which is ruled by Jupiter. So part of the reason I think that the start of the year can always feel a little crunchy for people is because we start out with two Saturn ruled signs. So Capricorn rules both Cap or sorry, Saturn rules both Capricorn and Aquarius. So there's this little bit of detachment, dryness, feeling kind of like we want to isolate, get away from people in both of these seasons. And Then Pisces season comes around starting February 18th, and that's when we start feeling maybe a little bit more willing to connect to people. And I love Pisces season. Pisces season is always, it definitely gets you in your feels, um, just as any water season does, Um, but it connects us to the, the higher consciousness, and it makes us a lot more aware of the fact that we are all connected. So, you know, Saturn sees the separateness, Saturn sees the walls, it sees the boundaries, and Pisces wants to blend all of that together. So, and they also see things that are larger than this realm that are, you know, so you, you, we kind of attribute Piscean energy to being really out there and interesting and, um, unique. And I think it's because they're the sign that's the most connected to all the other realms. They're also affected by everything and everyone. So Pisces energy, a lot of times, you know, they have a hard time knowing what's their emotions, which other people's emotions, what's the collective emotion. And sometimes they don't even feel personally sad about something, but it's this like they feel the collective sadness. They feel the collective emotion. So for all Pisces, you know, and all water signs, really, you should really dump all your energy or your all your emotions out every day. So having a really good cry, getting in a bathtub, feeling all those emotions moving through you um, to just move through that energy and release what's not yours and separate. And so for a lot of us during Pisces season, we can get, our energy can get really enmeshed with each other and we can feel 
feel the collective connectedness, which is beautiful, but it can also leave us with a lot of emotions that aren't ours, that we don't really know how to navigate, that we're not. And so if you're not somebody that's aware of, you know, energetic emotions and how different people's energies affect you, Pisces season can be a time where that's really heightened and highlighted. And also about how we are all connected and how what I'm doing over here is affecting you over there and how, you know, healing my inner child wounds is actually helping you heal your inner child wounds. And Pisces understands that and it's and it sees that connectedness to everything. So the full moon this month is happening on February 5th and is happening at around 16 degrees of Leo. So this full moon is all about releasing anything that is keeping you from being seen and showing up fully and expressing yourself. So regardless, it, whether you're a Leo sun, moon, or rising, or none of the above, you have Leo somewhere in your chart. And wherever Leo is in your chart is where this full moon is asking you to show up more fully and shed anything that's keeping you from being seen. And then conversely, it's also asking you, where can you shine light on others around you in that area? So let's say you have Leo in your sixth house. Maybe you're being asked to show up more at work. And also, you might be being asked to highlight the skills of the people around you and shine light on them as well. Because yes, Leo is about being seen, but it's also about making others feel seen. So it's going to be around either one or both of those themes. So you can head over to my Patreon, get signed up for that and find out where this Leo full moon is happening in your chart and what specific rituals that you can use to help activate this full moon. The new moon is happening this month at at one degree of Pisces on February 20th. So pretty much right after the moon or the sun goes into Pisces on the 18th, we have this new moon and the new moon in Pisces. It's I, it's all about connecting back to your higher self, connecting back to source, connecting back, you know, to that collective energy, to universal unconditional love and I think this new moon is especially important because this is the last Pisces new moon before we have Saturn going into Pisces. So Saturn, I'm going to have a whole episode. I've talked a lot about Saturn even in previous episodes, so I'm not going to go down a rabbit trail right now with Saturn. Um, But Saturn is moving into Pisces on in March. And so, and it's moving out of the sign of Aquarius, which means that Saturn, the planet of discipline, responsibility, rules, um, but really about consequences, good and bad, and about boundaries, is moving into a sign that isn't really about any of those things. (laughs) You know, Pisces is not really into boundaries. It's not into rules. It's it's too empathetic for that. You know, a Pisces would understand why a rule would be broken always. Um, a Pisces, there's ebb and flow. There's not, you know, fixality or, you know, boundaries and rigidity. It's much more about universal love and compassion and creativity and intuitive and that connectedness to the higher self. And so what this Saturn and Pisces is going to do is it's going to make us all take our healing very seriously. That's one thing it's going to do, but it's also going to ask us to put up some boundaries in the area of our life where Pisces is in our chart. So let's say you have Pisces in your eighth house of debt. So this Saturn return, the next three years is going to be about you putting up structures around that. So structures around either your debt or your taxes, or maybe it might be that you're getting systems set up to do invest, or it could be that you're getting serious and combining with somebody else's money. This is all eighth house themes. So it could be that you're partnering with somebody, whether in business or maybe as a result of marriage, and their finances are becoming what this Saturn return is all about. And it could be a combination of all of those. So this new moon, I think is really about looking at what do you want this Saturn return that's coming up? What do you want it to bring you? What 
where do you need Saturn's help? Because we always kind of look at Saturn as like this asshole and, you know, oh God, it's a Saturn return. But Saturn's really coming in to say like, where do you need structure so that this is sustainable and can last? And for most of us where we have Pisces in our chart, there's probably not a lot of structure set up. It's probably an area of our life where there's a lot of nebulousness, especially since Neptune has been in there for quite a while now. So Saturn's really going to come in and clear up a lot of that fog over the next three years. So using this new moon to set intentions about what that could look like, what that fog clearing structure building next three years could look like. So again, if you head over to my Patreon, I'm going to tell you where this new moon is happening in your chart and rituals that you can do around that setting intentions. And I especially think, like I said, this new moon is really important because the last new moon that we're going to have in Pisces before Saturn's there for the next three years, when I think next three years, the next, when we have Saturn, when we have any transit in Pisces, Saturn's going to be there and it's going to be a very different energy. So that kind of, it's kind of like the boss being there, (laughs) you know? So you, we want to set the best intentions that we can have to work with Saturn so that we're not feeling like a little kid that's in trouble, but like, Hey, we need you. We need your structure. We need your boundaries. We need, um, on some situations, consequences so that we can feel that. And we need some help clearing up this fog. So next, let's talk about Mercury. So Mercury starts this month at 17 degrees of Capricorn, but it is still not out of its shadow phase of Mercury retrograde. So thankfully, all planets are direct this month, meaning we do not have a single planet that is in retrograde for the month of February. Praise and hallelujah. We need that. (laughs) We need to just kind of feel, I don't want to say normal, but some semblance of forward motion, I think for a lot of us. But Mercury is still not going to reach its shadow degree until the 7th. So which is 24 degrees of Capricorn. So we're still kind of reviewing these systems. We're still kind of revising them, figuring out what's working, figuring out probably at this point, you know, what's working and what's not working, but now you're putting the systems in place. Maybe you're seeing some other things that you didn't know. Oh, okay. So that's why this wasn't working. Maybe there's some clarity coming, but it's not going to be until the seventh that we're really going to feel totally out of that shadowy phase. Our brains are really going to come back to clarity and we're finally going to be able to move forward mentally with our systems, with our structures. And on the 12th, Mercury goes into Aquarius. So our thinking has been very much on what kind of containers do we need to make to go forward? What kind of, you know, from a very physical standpoint, okay, what, how do, do I have enough? Am I Wherever Capricorn is in your chart, create it really Mercury has been going through and inspecting and saying, what systems do you have up? Are these working? Are these working well? Is this sustainable? Is this going to last? And now as Mercury moves into Aquarius, it's going to say, okay, how can we innovate this? How can we move forward? How can we scale possibly? So and, and also looking at it from a higher perspective, a higher view. So there's going to be some more innovation with our thinking um, this month, which is really nice because we've spent a lot of time in Capricorn energy, you know, kind of looking at, I don't want to say the nuts and the bolts, but kind of looking at the foundations, looking at the big pictures of the structures that we're putting down. And now Aquarius is saying, okay, how can we innovate those structures? How can we, you know, progress those st- structures even more? And then let's talk about Venus. Venus starts the month at 6.1 degrees of Pisces and it enters Aries on the 20th. So here's how this really, if you're a Venus ruled sign, so if you're a Taurus or a Libra, you're going to feel a big, or if you have any Libra or Taurus in your chart, like strong placements, you're going to feel a big shift (laughs) once Venus enters Aries on the 20th because Venus is going from being in a Pisces where she loves to be. So, you know, right now when you're listening to this episode, Venus is in Pisces. There's a lot of harmony in relationships right now. Um, really just a desire to connect more. We wanting to see more of how 
we see things the same rather than our differences, a lot of cooperation, maybe you've been really creative, um, able to access more of that part of you that just is creating for the sake of creating, not necessarily to build something or make something, but maybe just to express yourself. Maybe it's been a little bit easier for you to be in flow and enjoy pleasure and food has been a little bit more fun. Um, and then Venus goes into Aries and she's like on fire and all of a sudden it goes from being, you know, bubble baths and face mask to being in boot camp and with her combat boots and leather and whip and chains if you're into that. And so it's a very different like shift from those two. So you may be feeling that. And all of a sudden, all of our harmony is now we're seeing disharmony. Now we're in our relationships, you might feel a little bit more contention. You might feel a little bit more competitive in your relationships where there was harmony before. And now all of a sudden, you feel yourself a little bit more fiery You in relationally. Um, I will say when it comes to finances, I like to be really careful when Venus is in Pisces or Aries, because when it's in Pisces, we tend to kind of not really think about money even being a thing. We're like, what's money? Let's just spend it. It's fine. And then in Aries, we can like blow through, like really burn through money. Um, like as soon as we get it, we spend it. But we can also make money really fast. So use this energy for all of us, whether you're you know, Taurus or Libra or not, use this energy of Venus being in Aries to how can I initiate making more money? How can I initiate even more in my relationships? How can I stand up for myself? How can I speak my truth? And Venus in Aries helps us do that. It helps us say, I am woman, hear me roar. Or it helps you say the thing that you need to say and not be so concerned about who's going to be affected, but about what you want. What do I want? What do I want? What do I want? And we need that. And Venus needs that. And so it might feel a little bit uncomfortable, especially if you have Venus placements. Um, this is a really needed transit for Venus to go through. So use this energy to take to assert yourself in areas of Venus, whether that's your finances, whether that's your relationships, um, or whether that's your own pleasure. You know, that's something that's really important that I think sometimes with Venus, we we do what's pleasurable, but it could be what's pleasurable and comfortable right in front of you. Like maybe you're needing to make a change or do something or start something that is going to create pleasure for you. And it also could be that during this time that what is pleasurable is not bubble baths and, you know, chocolate. What could be pleasurable is physical activity. And especially if you have Taurus or Libra in your chart, you're really going to need to maybe be a little bit more physical than you're used to or that you like to be because your planet is on fire and it is moving. And so to help release some of that excess energy, getting into your physical body, sweating it out, moving is going to help you not feel so, ah, this is too much. I like being calm. I like, you know, everything flowing and pleasure and I don't like this on fire, uncomfortable energy, but it's necessary and needed. And if you'll move it through your body, you can alchemize it rather than feeling, you know, overly affected by it. And then, <laughs> I don't know where that little voice came from. Um, then let's go to Mars. So Mars starts the month at 10.3 degrees of Gemini. And it retrograded around 18 degrees of Gemini. So it's now, it's been direct, So, but it still hasn't caught up with that degree yet. So we're still kind of going back over all the shit that we should have been, or that we thought that we were going to get done. Like there's still not that energy of like, I'm getting so much done. I'm moving forward. There's still a little bit of that. I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. I feel like stuff that should have been gotten done still isn't done. And part of that is because Mars and or I just don't feel like I quite have my same stamina and energy. I feel like I'm kind of playing catch up. I still feel behind. Mars is still moving out of that shadow degree. And it's really important to when we when we shift out of these retrogrades, what we kind of want to do is tend to just go, OK, pedal to the metal. Here we go. And then throw all the lessons we learn from the retrograde out the window. But especially in this case with Mars, really paying attention to the lessons you've learned over the past few months, which is 
I can't be on all the time. I have to have ebbs and flows. I have to rest and then I have to do. And I may not be able to, you know, I may have to adjust that midway through my day too. I think Mars and Gemini has really shown us like the the beauty of micro, of a micro list of getting a few things done and then resting. And, and you know, even recording this podcast, I prefer to like sit down and whip out like two or three podcast episodes. But in this episode, I've had to like pause a lot and go, okay, I need to take a little break. Like the energy is really, really intense. And I think it's because there's a lot of shifts coming and I can feel it as I'm recording this. Um, But there's a lot of energy this month. And so letting myself take that move like a Mars and Gemini record for a little bit, go take a break, record for a little bit, go take a break. And it, it's not what I necessarily want to do. Naturally, I'm very cardinal. So I like to start and get a lot done and then, you know, maybe work for five hours and then take a break. But this Mars and Gemini, for me, it's really shown me the beauty of working for a little bit and then taking a break when needed and not taking a long break, just taking a little break. And then coming back and the beauty of just that refreshment. And I think it's even more important because we're about when once Mars finally leaves the shadow degree, which, by the way, doesn't happen until the last day of this month. So you're still going to be in that kind of shadowy place with your energy. And when I say shadow, I mean, like kind of feeling like you're trying like catch playing catch up a little bit. Um, or reviewing some of the areas where like, okay, like you might be presented again with the opportunity to like, are you going to overwork? Or are you going to choose to rest? You know, are you going to just go back to your old patterning? Or are you going to observe and integrate these new, you know, these new rituals and this new way of being? So, but it doesn't even get out of that shadow degree until the end of the month. And then after that, what's going to happen is then Mars is going to go into Cancer, where it also doesn't love to be because Cancer is nurturing, it's loving, it's compassionate, it's a lot slower, it's feminine, and Mars would prefer to be in a sign where it can be a lot more active. And I think that Mars post this Gemini retrograde is a little bit more a little more exhausted. And I think going into cancer is going to feel more like slipping into a bath for Mars and kind of a nice reprieve. And so, but for my Mars ruled signs. So if you're an Aries or a Scorpio, a lot like you may have been, or you just have a lot of fire or strong Mars placements, especially you might be feeling like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm going to hit the pedal to the metal. And you feel this energy shifting and lifting and moving you forward. And especially once Mars gets out of the shadow degree, you're really going to feel this ramp up of energy only to feel it kind of dive into the pool that is cancer that's going to happen in March. So, I mean, really the name of the game for moving forward is, you know, take a step and then take a break, take a step and then take a break, take a step and listen to your body and listen to what you need. And I think that's something else, you know, we, our egos want to tell us how much that we need to get done. (laughs) You need to get this done today. And if you don't get this amount done, then, or, you know, we're going to rest today when we, you know, maybe have more capacity to do more. And so I think that what, I don't know, I have a lot of thoughts around what the Saturn and Pisces is going to be, but I do think it's going to have something to do with the way that we're getting work done and the way that we're healing ourselves and the way that we're maybe approaching work um, rather from you take a break when you get your work done. Maybe you choose to work once you're filled all the way up and seeing it more that way rather than I'm going to fill up after I've depleted myself. Rather, I'm going to fill up before I pour out. And once I feel myself waning, once I feel my energy leaving, doing something else to help recharge me. And so the crystals that I have chosen for this month, I've chosen Healer's Gold, or Golden Healer, um, Raw Carnelian, and (laughs) this name is going to be a little hard for me to pronounce, but let's say... um, Pisolit- pisolictic hematite. Um, 
I cannot find a pronunciation of that anywhere, so <laughs> I'm going to go with that name. Um, but let's start, let's actually start with that. The Pisol, so it's spelled, and I'll put this in the show notes, P-I-S-O-L-I-C-T-I-C, hematite. And it's a dark stone. It's definitely associated with like the root chakra more, but even though this month's all about the sacral chakra, I wanted to have it because it helps absorb the negative energy and then helps you alchemize that negative energy into positive energy. And I really love this stone. A lot of people, regular hematite, hematite, I'm my pronunciation of that, I'm probably butchering it, but hematite, hematite, <laughs> um, it's really heavy for a lot of people and can kind of make people feel nauseous or it's just too much for them. Um, and some people, it even causes them anxiety. I personally really like hematite uh, when I'm flying because I'm already so up in the air, having that kind of anchoring and pulling me down is really helpful. But a lot of times people, especially with a lot of air in their chart, it doesn't feel great for them. It's too heavy. But this one's a little bit softer. Um, it's a brown stone and it does. And so it absorbs as much negative energy as the regular, like more metallic -y, dark hem hematite. Um, and there I keep going, saying it different ways every time. Um, but I think it has a more calming effect. It feels a little bit more rooted rather than like knocking you down on a rock. And the raw carnelian I just love um, because it's so good for the solar plexus, sacral and root, because it's really restoring vitality and creativity. So I don't know about you guys, but I kind of feel zapped creatively. And I have like paintings around that I've started. I have things that I want to do, but I just don't have a lot of energy to create. And I'm recording this still mid-January so that I can have this ready to you by before February. Um, so I am believing that's probably going to shift, especially we're now out of, we're just got out when I'm recording this, Mercury is just now gone direct. So still a little bit in that fog, <laughs> a little bit. Um, and Mars is still, you know, gaining traction. We're right at the end. The sun is currently over Pluto. So by the time you're listening to this, that has shifted. However, you're, we're still kind of in the, those energies of, just kind of feeling a little out of it. And I think that moving into February, using an orange stone like carnelian um, really can help charge that sacral chakra to connect us back to our femininity, connect us back to our sexuality, our creativity, and just give us some energy overall. And then the last one I chose is golden healer. This is really great for all the chakras. Um, it's a really beautiful, like yellowy, orangey stone. I love my piece. Mine kind of looks like a flame. I have lots of golden healer, healer's gold, and I think you can call it either one. Um, and I kind of say them interchangeably. Um, and sometimes I give these out because they're really, they're great protection stones and they ground high energy to manifest what you want and they balance yin and yang really well. And it also pairs really, really great with carnelian. So if you have healer's gold and you have carnelian, um, and these are both not very, very expensive stones at all. Um, so, and I try to talk about stones that are pretty affordable for everybody. So you can use these stones together. You can either carry them around or you can place them on your stomach when you're meditating. And even after I've put um, the meditation for this month, so it'll come after, after I'm done with this part, we're going to launch into the meditation. I mean, you can even hold those stones during the meditation and the Akashic activation. So, and then I just love having the pisolictic, pisolictic, I don't know, hematite. Um, it just kind of helps ground all that energy down because we're creating, we have all these ideas. That's beautiful, but let's connect them and be grounded to the earth. I also did a card draw for this, this month because I just did so many fun things for us. Um, and the card draw is from the Lightseer's Tarot. The first card I pulled and the question I ask is, where am I or where are we currently out of balance? And then for that card, for that draw, I pulled the Page of Cups. So what I took, so the Page of Cups 
it's all about play and dreaming and you know when pigs fly and if this is a I'm, it's interesting that I've been talking so much about creativity because this card I think really says like where am I where are we out of balance it could be that we're too dreamy and we've been dreaming too much and it's time to ground some of these ideas into our physical reality or it could be that we're you're really stuck in the drudge of getting things done and you're being asked to reconnect to that creativity and it could be both because I know for me it's both I think I there's a lot of places where I'm needing to ground down my energy and put action steps to from the dreams and then there's a lot of places I just need to let myself dream and create and have fun and if you want I'll also put this draw this layout in the the show notes and then you can also do your own draw so if you have your own deck and you want to use these questions I this is a collective draw for our audience so if you're listening to this and this resonates this absolutely applies to you Um, but you can also do this draw for yourself and I will have that in the show notes as well the second card I drew drew how can I create more flow? So the first card, where am I currently out of balance? The second card, how can I create more flow? Y'all couldn't be happier. I drew the Empress card, which is all about creativity. (laughs) It's all about sharing your dreams and bringing them down and ground them into this reality. So, I mean, when I did this card draw last night, I like to prepare my readings and everything that I'm going to do like the day before, a few hours before, just to kind of let the energy settle. Um, So I did this draw last night and I was just so happy when I saw the cards because I was like, oh, this is such a beautiful draw and it definitely has a theme. And the theme is creativity. <laughs> and how can we ground creativity down into the 3D? How can we manifest this creativity? And I have to tell you, I chose the crystals before pulling the cards and I also did and I did channel the Akashic message uh, recording that you'll hear after this that talks a lot about creativity. I did channel that afterwards, but I have to tell you, I did not remember <laughs> what the draw was about. I hadn't, I'd really kind of forgotten about it. And then when I channeled, um, it really said a lot about these cards. So I just keep seeing a theme from the channeling to the cards to the crystals. My guides chose all about even from the idea or the fact that February is about the sacral chakra and is about you know two is about finding balance and the next month is going to be big on even more big on creativity but I think right now with the three as March is a three month um but so I've just kept seeing this theme of okay taking this creativity and bringing it down physically into the 3D and also finding that balance of doing and non-doing. I just keep seeing these themes throughout everything that I channeled this month, which is really, really cool. And that's how I like to work with energy. You know, I'm not really fixed on one modality. I like looking at the astrology. I like looking at the, you know, the Akashic records. I like looking at cards. I like all the things. And then when you start to see a flow and a pattern, you're like, oh, shit. Okay, I'm getting it now. (laughs) Right? Okay, so the card, how can I create more flow? The Empress. So bringing those dreams from the ethereal realm and ground them down, share them, birth them. Feel if you're feeling a lack of inspiration, heal the physical body. So if you're, you know, January is, was really about the physical reality, the 3D, looking at that, looking at, looking at the places and how, what's your foundation set up like. And then this, and so if you didn't do that enough in January, it, the creativity might not be flowing through. So it might be that you're needing to heal the physical body first. And you might just need to do this always and forever, right? Um, Because we do, our physical bodies have to be in health in order for us to connect to our creativity, because that's the root chakra. And It's really difficult to have our sacral chakra in balance if our root chakra is out of balance. So if you have a lot of trauma, if you, you know, are in fight or flight all the time, you have a lot of stress, if you're not taking care of your physical body, you're not giving your body the nutrients it needs, um, it's unlikely that your sacral chakra is going to be in balance. That creativity, that sexuality, that feminine flow, it's really difficult for that to be in balance if you don't feel safe in your own body, if you don't feel grounded in your own physical body. 
And then the third card I drew, what will this balance and flow produce? Okay, y'all. So I'm a Capricorn and I always want to know, why am I doing this? (laughs) So a lot of times in my draws that I do, I will ask my guides, okay, either what block am I currently having? You know, how can I heal this block? Where can I create more flow? And then a lot of times I'll put something like, and what will happen if I do? Because I need to know what I'm moving towards. You know, it's great. It's great that you want me to connect and be the empress and you want me to ground my dreams into reality. But why? I tell you why. And so then for us collectively, I drew the page of wands and what that is, is infection, infectious enthusiasm, zeal, ideas, creativity, and flow. And I, th- I think what is going to happen when we do this, because a lot, this card also really speaks to like letting go of your need to formalize your creative plans before you start them. But I also think it's this, we're, we're in again, because this month's about balance, it's are you trying to finalize your plans and your creativity so much that you're keeping flow out? Because a lot of times, you know, let's say you own your own business and you're creating content for Instagram. You can get so caught, and I do this, so I'm really speaking to me more than anybody else. I can get so caught up with the structure of how it's supposed to be that I lose the creative flow. And then conversely, I also get so in flow that I l- sometimes don't ground things into reality. And so I'll have a lot of content that'll come out for a long time and then no content. So this month is about finding the balance between the two. So that was y'all your draw for February, 2023. Up next, I'm going to be opening up the Akashic Records and taking you through a short meditation. But before I do, I just want to remind you all of a few offers and remind you of the Patreon. So I still have my 2023 year ahead forecast available. And that is going to be something that you can sign up and get individually. So it's going to be 90 minutes long. It's $2.99. I'm doing it both virtually and in person. You can book the links below. So if you're local to Nashville, please come see me at Talks Josh Studios. And let's have a super awesome forecast reading in person. And I'll also give you a PDF with those dates on there so that you can keep up with the energy, refer back to it over the month as well, or over the year, as well as an audio recording of our session. And also I have the energetic reset package available. I've talked a lot about that in previous episodes. um, So I'll just touch on it here. But what that is, is that is a package that contains the 2023 year ahead reading, which is going to help you so much in breaking down the year ahead for what that means for you personally in your chart. It's going to have another astrology reading, two Akashic Records readings, two Reiki sessions, a guided Reiki meditation for all eight of the chakras that I'll be working with, as well as an Akashic record activation to help you go into your own records, which I do not have that available anywhere, either of those. So that's the only way that you can have access to those. I'm offering this package in person and online, and it's 1111. It's absolutely fabulous. I'm so excited about it. I've already had a few people sign up and it's just been, ugh, it's just been such a great way to like start the year off and get there and get our energy right and getting connected with our team, getting connected to our bodies, getting connected with the cosmos and setting ourselves up for 2023 being the year for us to thrive. And also don't forget to go over and become a patron on my Patreon account. $11 a month gets you and recorded activation every month, meditation activation, and also full and new moon rituals for your rising sign, as well as a detailed, more day-to-day chronological breakdown of the energy. So this energy report I did, it was I was more talking about general themes that you might be feeling over the month. And so that's I would say kind of a more soul experience of the astrology. But if you're wanting like, you know what I really love? I like knowing that 
on this day, I might be feeling this way. And on the 14th, I might be feeling this way. If you are a fan of that, go over, become a patron, and you'll be able to have access to that. You're also going to get the recording of this every month, at least two weeks early, maybe earlier, depending on how quickly I can get it out, but at least two weeks early. Um, so that can really help you prepare for the month ahead. And yeah, all that good stuff. Okay, y'all. I hope you enjoy this Akashic Record activation Reiki healing. If you're driving, <laughs> might I suggest you pause this and listen to it later? Um, or just, I actually don't suggest listening to this while driving at all. If you're driving, I highly suggest pause it. Um, it really, if you're walking, probably fine. You want to take a walk, you'll be okay. Um, but anything where you're needing to be super alert, um, if you're in a meditative walking state, I think that's probably okay. But yeah, if you're driving, it's okay. Pause it and come back and listen to it when you can be fully connected and fully present. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. And I hope you all enjoy this Akashic activation for the month of February. Bye. So go ahead if you can. And place one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly. And breathe deep into your body. I am safe. I am loved. I create. Breathe deep into your belly, allowing an orange healing energy to make its way up the left side body, coming all the way over the top of your head, traveling all the way down the right side body. And allow this energy to move through you, highlighting and healing any places in the body that are holding stagnant or stuck energy. Notice if the color shifts and changes. Notice if the color itself stays orange or maybe it changes colors. Maybe it changes to a deep red or a brilliant yellow. Let that energy move all the way down your body. As we now move into the Akashic Records, calling forward the guides and record keepers of the audience of the Cosmic Translator. Where you are is where you're meant to be. Where you are is where you're meant to be. In the fields, running free, where you are is where you're meant to be. We ask that you learn to play. You've lost your sense of play and wonder. Life has become heavy and life has become hard. Life has become a place of duty. You did not come on this planet simply to achieve and build. You came on this planet to experience. And many of you will say, well, I will experience pleasure after I have built something of greatness. And we say you'll never build it. Because in to order to build anything truly great, it requires you to connect with your sense of play, your sense of creativity, your sense of sexuality, your sex sense of embodiment within 
I'm seeing now a an open field of like pink flowers and there's a large moon in the sky and I'm seeing the records books around they're almost gold shelves coming up the sides around and I don't really see books in them they almost look tube-like where you could Oh, you could almost, you shoot down into them like an elevator. So I am seeing some of you now coming into the room in your higher selves. Some of you sitting down at the table. There's a large circular table. Some of these people are your guides, but I'm sensing that there's a few that these are your higher selves sitting at this table. And down at the front, there's a presentation going on. And I'm going to see if I can tune in and see what this presentation is. So what I'm getting now is that there are... Many of you that are being asked and called to connect with your angels, there's angelic beings that are here to help you and that are here to serve you and that are here to partner with you in moving large amounts of energy. Many of you have connected with your guides and we are asking that at this time that you attempt to connect with your angels and you can simply do that by first calling in the highest frequency it's very important that when you go into these higher realms that you're you're calling in that of the highest light and 528 hertz is the vibration of love and so you can call in beings of 528 and higher but you can also call beings in that are of the highest light and have your highest timeline in mind and always remember to connect and root down through the earth so even right now beginning to see your feet like a tree and we know that that will pull some of you out of this if you've chosen to stay in meditation however for many of you it helps you ground into the earth. So you can, if you would prefer not to root down while you're listening to this, you don't have to. This is not a have to, but see how it feels. For some of you, it may help you ground a bit. And for some of you, imagining a selenite wand that you're holding that goes down. Many of you are wanting to float above, I'm seeing at this time, and not root down into the tree. So see if you can connect down. There's almost this portal of light that I see that we're all collectively sitting around hmm. and leaning into that energy of light coming through the earth, coming through the floor almost. It's as if we're in the sky and I'm seeing this beam of light coming in the center of us now. And and what what I'm seeing is that we're putting our hands out. So if you want to do that now, place your hands out in front of you and feel that light, that high vibrational frequency pumping through the center of the room. And if you can lay in it and move in or imagine yourself moving in and floating into that light and it's going to take a many of us upward and moving into higher spheres. And for some of us, we're going to actually just sit there and let it move through us, clearing different energies that are no longer aligning to us. And so I encourage you at this time, if you're feeling energy beginning to move through your body, you move, move your body, let that energy flow through your body. If this is feeling overwhelming for some of you, imagining that selenite one or imagining your feet actually taking roots and taking you into the ground, into the earth. And, and then also seeing selenite coming out of the top of your head if you're choosing to go down through the roots. Taking a deep breath in and out. Deep breath in 
and out. The energy, the energy, the energy, the energy this month is that of healing and balance. It's that of play and joy. It's reconnecting to the higher spheres. It's time, it's time, it's time, it's time. So many of you have cut off this connection with source energy due to pain from religion, due to pain from different spiritual groups or even control that you might have experienced or fear of getting it wrong or fear of these other realms. And we understand your fear and we want you to know that you're safe and you can follow your own intuition and please do that please always 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 follow what feels good for your soul never subscribe to one teaching one ideal and look for yourself being that teacher learning to go within learning to connect to your own guides learning to connect to your own higher self and using the teachers around you as guides to help point you back to the teacher within so that's what we would say in this new paradigm of energy that is shifting in is that you are now the teachers you are now your own teacher and so it's important now for you to look for teachers and guides who point you inward. Who point you inward. Who help you learn how to tune and fine-tune your skills. There's nothing wrong with people that want to use external tools. Many, you need those. So this isn't to say to run away from practices. that. But if you find yourself dependent on another person... And they're not showing you how to heal yourself, how to connect to yourself. If you're listening to them more than you're listening to yourself, just go ahead and breathe. There's a cord there for some people. And this is for some people. This isn't happening right now, but it's happened in the past. You've had leaders and teachers that you've put in a place of authority over yourself. And I want you to take a deep breath in. And out. Deep breath in. And out. Deep breath in and out. Go ahead and let that energy move all around the body. Releasing what's ready to be released. Notice the guides that are coming around you now. Many of you are feeling new guides emerging. And they ask them their names. And take a few moments. You may not hear. You may be reminded of somebody. And they may be showing you that that's my name. And it's important to say the name out loud to see if it resonates with you. So once you hear the name, David, see if that energy resonates with you. I'm seeing a guide. It's one of my guides, I believe. Oh, it's a collective guide for this group, he says, and his name is David. He has another name, but it's difficult for me to pronounce. It's not in my language. Um, and so he's saying, you can call me David. I can like see the name, but he's right. It's, it has symbols in it. I, I can't, I don't understand. So it's, it's like a C H E N, and then there's a few other, I can't quite pronounce it, but he's saying David. <laughs> 
So he's coming in is actually a guide. He says for this group um, that's listening to this podcast and will continue to listen to this podcast, that he's one of the Akashic record keepers for this collective group. Um, he feels very, very kind and loving um, and is really excited to be here. And he's really excited to get the honor of getting to find the records for this group and I'm, it's really interesting I've never gone into the records like this where there's not any physical books that I can see right now but I can feel that they're there I can feel I don't think that this particular Akashic record space is holding physical books it feels that the it's almost as if you go into these little tubes and cylinders on the sides and you go in them kind of like you'd be suctioned up and you feel and download whatever is the energy moving through. So it's a very physical, <laughs> physical um, and intuitive and instinctual way it's not as much reading out of a book or listening to a song or watching a movie it's very instinctual and almost animalistic in it, but in such a high high technology and also I want to say that if you're listening to this and you're not seeing any of this or you're seeing something totally different that's totally great and awesome you may not be seeing what I'm seeing at all you may be seeing it in a different way I am sharing with you the perspective that I am seeing but through your perspective of the records you may be seeing something totally different so honor that I'm and also explore the feeling of knowing I'm seeing this while you're seeing something else and sit in that duality, sit in that. And some of you, I'm feeling the word discomfort, like that feels, ugh, it feels a little ugh for you. It feels like, oh, well, how can she be seeing this? And I be seeing this one of us must be wrong. And I want to, I, we're not, neither of us are wrong, but we're seeing it from a different perspective, a different timeline, a different dimension, perhaps. And one is not better than the other. One is not more elevated and more, one is not more correct. It's simply a different perspective of the same energy. And as I'm channeling now, I'm hearing a guide wanting to come through and channel and to say that Victoria sees energy in a very unique way, just like all of you see energy in a very, very unique way. When she sees energy, it's shifting and changing in the moment. So she's seeing multiple dimensions simultaneously. And part of that for her right now is so that she's able to channel different things that different ones of you are picking up. So it's very unlikely that any one of you will be seeing the whole of what she's seeing. Some of you might, some of you might. There's a few of you on here that will, but we want to say again, that's not necessarily because you're of a higher frequency or more evolved or anything like that. It could simply be that your energy is more similar to Victoria's energy. So therefore, when she speaks and when she channels, you're seeing things very similarly to her. Whereas conversely, some of you are seeing things very, very differently and maybe one or two things or maybe you're feeling and you're not seeing at all. And we're having her do this today because we're wanting her to explore and show you all kind of the process that you can feel through the records and, and that it's not a scary place to be. And it's not about being right. It's about trusting your gut. It's about trusting what you're getting and letting us help you. Victoria's learning. She's growing. She's evolving. She has not arrived. She is not at the pinnacle of her gifts, of her channeling abilities by any means. And so we're allowing her, we're asking her to show you her messy process, the process that has not been perfected yet. And though it pushes some of her human buttons, it's very needed. You all need to see someone feeling around. The world needs to see this to understand that this isn't this isn't about getting an A on a test. This is about learning a new realm that is very, very new for most of you. Some of you remember it, but for some of you, it's this is a realm that you haven't spent much of your life in at all. 
And it's okay to be feeling it out. And we welcome you to feel it out with us. And we welcome you to be in this process with her. And we welcome you to have your own unique process. Because it's time for all of you to evolve. It's time for us all to wake up collectively. And we're doing this at different ways, at different rates. And that's beautiful. But we're needing to get you all on a frequency level of being able to connect with and channel your guides. All of you. As many of you as possible. Because it's when you're able to channel, it's when you're able to connect. And we also want to say that guides is a loose term. If that doesn't resonate with you, that's fine. If the term Holy Spirit resonates more with you, that's beautiful. If you connect more with Christ consciousness or universe or even your higher self, if all of the spiritual words don't resonate with you because this concept of guides and angels and that this feels uncomfortable, it feels like you're putting into a box, connecting to your higher self is one of the most beautiful ways to connect with the cosmos, the full connectedness, the collective. And that's what's needing to happen. And the route in which you all get there is irrelevant. And you're spending so much time fighting on the names of the streets, on the names of the portals, on the names of the prayers and the religions and the people and the that you're missing the point. And 2023 is a year of coming back to the point. Coming back to the point. The point of being here. The point of existence. Moving down all the way into the zeroth dimension of the womb, of the nothingness, so that you can feel that we're all connected and see that what you're doing over there affects me over here. And what someone is doing on the other side of the world is affecting you. And to understand the connectedness of all of it, not just physically, but also of our thoughts, of how we feel, of the healing that we're doing on ourselves, it's affecting and it affects the planet, the vibration of the planet. So take a deep breath in and out. Take a deep breath in and out. I would like to thank the keepers of the records for this journey. I would like to thank my own guides and angels for showing me the way. The records are now closed. Amen. The records are now closed. Amen. The records are now closed. Amen. Amen.